print. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Friday edition of the program, our final hour for another week. This is Freddie and the boys absolutely shredding Elvis Presley's classic here. I know one thing, Elvis didn't have Brian May backing him up. I'll tell you that. All right. <laughs> Hope you're well wherever you might be. Joining us now on the program from Columbia, South Carolina. It's the first lady of the program. Her name is Jen. Jen, how are you? Good morning. What's up? Good morning. You good? I am. I'm great. You I'm are great. in spring break mode. Yeah. Spring break mode. Yeah. Say that one <laughs> more time. Yeah. <laughs> spring break mode. Okay. And I'm obviously in good spirits, and um, I got all my deadlines done this week. And now I'm ready to relax a little bit. I promise I haven't been drinking, although it sounds probably it like sounds it. sounds like maybe you've gotten into the bourbon a little early on this Friday. <laughs> it's too early even for me now. Because I know you were very excited that you didn't have the rasp to your voice now. You're over all your bug stuff, right? I know. Finally, I was just noticing this morning that I'm not doing the <clears throat> thing every few seconds. So that's a nice improvement. I feel like I was like that for weeks. Well, I, it didn't ever really come across, except in a very positive way. But <laughs> it wasn't something that was, you know, I didn't just hear it and go, oh, man, we should just hang up the phone. It wasn't like that. So Okay, well, thank you for being patient. Well, it's been always. very polleny here for a few weeks, too. Polleny? I guess it's headed your way, all oh, the pollen yeah. fest. Yeah. 
and um, that has also contributed to some of that. But I guess it started to rain yesterday, and I think that's helped me, too. Sounds like you just made up a word, polony. <laughs> I did make it up. All right, so I, I have the power to do it. <laughs> all right, two things I want to bring up here today, first of all. Uh, first of all, you got, well, hang on. you got spring ball starting down there Monday, right, for South Kekalaki? That's, yeah, that's my understanding. Year three for Shane Beamer. Year three, mm-hmm. is the, year three is usually the big move year. Here we go. It's time. It's time to show up and contend. Yeah? <laughs> time to no? dominate everything. No? I, like no? the, I like what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm buying in. I'm listening. Uh, everything's sounding good. Everybody excited? Spencer Radler not in any trouble? Not, not getting in any kind of extracurricular activities? Everything good? No. Um, I follow him on social media, and he's been training diligently the whole break. So, yeah, everything looks good. Okay. Well, hopefully he got a haircut. All right. Well, good. I hope things get underway. What? 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 What's just, the hate? Just I'm not. I'm just saying he kind of, you know, he's kind of. Don't hate on my players. No, I'm just saying, well, you know, you well, you can hate on the guy who's making over a million dollars. He's right. just being strategic. He's being smart. <laughs> I understand. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not dissing it. It's, it's it's where we are. I'm just saying, though, it's not like it used to be. Where we just have some kid out there who's playing for his books. That's all. Well, the, that has not been that way for a long time, uh, Rick. Especially in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how you you're used, just a hater because you're not part of it. Remember that's, how that's the only well, reason you hate. True. If this you were true. one of us, you'd be all about it. This is true. This is true. Hey, uh, well, my school's going to the uh, the Big Ten, so we're kind of the secondary conference now. So we'll see. I like that you understand your place. No, oh, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and try to say it. it's not nearly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to start chanting that like we do SEC, SEC? No, I don't know if the Big Ten has anything like that. I think they just kind of, uh-huh. yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see, though, like the Big Ten's kind of just known for this, uh, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, right, physical play up front football. I wonder if adding USC and USC, uh, UCLA is going to bring any kind of a West Coast flair in terms of like an open up the game a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little mm-hmm. bit more. Of it. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Couple, you and your West Coast football. A couple of innovative guys in Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly. So we'll see. All I know is Chip Kelly's going to show up and eat all the Big Ten's food. He doesn't miss out on that opportunity. So, you know, they better go. Don't ahead. hate on hungry people yeah. who need food. Yeah, they're right. Well, you're just, full of hate yeah. today. That's their second hate episode in like five minutes. All right. Well, I'm going to segue into another hate episode. All right. So, where do you stand on the movie uh, Dirty Dancing? Well, of course, I love it because of where it was filmed and the nostalgic part. All right. Well, I don't. I think it's one of the cheesiest. (laughs) What is cheesy? I mean, I personally have watched it once, and that's enough. Okay. All right. See, this is why you and I have had this relationship for so long. (laughs) Me too. And I admit it in the second hour, I only watched it once to impress a girl. All right? Did it work? Well... Like I said earlier in the first hour. <laughs> oh, oh my! I oh mean, no! Oh no! Yeah. What? That was out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm just saying. <clears throat> but anyway, so you're telling me you've only <laughs> you've only seen it one time. I have only seen it once, and that uh, was enough. That's my I'm, girl. Yes, that's I'm, enough. Nobody ever needs to see it again. Yeah, I mean, but I I am nostalgic about it because of the location more if it was not 
there close to home, I don't think I would ever care about it or think about it. So I've had five text messages come in since we started this just now. Okay. Asking if you and I would watch the movie together. (laughs) Could we watch Dirty Dancing together? It would be like that mystery science theater it would what was the yes. name servo and crowd oh it was so good yes <laughs> mystery science theater they'd have our silhouettes down in the left corner <laughs> maybe you know what it could be me and you and coach spurrier just sitting there watching dirty dancing <laughs> that would be awesome what about lane kiffin he might be fun to have yeah lane kiffin would be fun to have or we could have rattler you know what shane would be great shane beamer would be great heck what am i thinking we just throw shane he would do it too shane would do it he would sit there and be that guy he'd be the third guy he would sit there and yeah, he would do that. But you see, and we would just we'd watch it, we'd laugh, maybe have some cocktails. Oh, we'd get well, through it. There'd be a bunch of cocktails if I'm sitting through two hours of that thing. Um, but see, you even though you appreciate it was done where it was done here in Virginia, you still have no desire to sit and watch it again. See that? See? Thank you. I've never been a Patrick Swayze lover. God rest even his soul. When he was hip, like. You know, it just he, he just seemed too cheesetastic for me, too much. <laughs> I've never been into him. I know he's no longer with us, and I don't mean to be re- disrespectful, but he's not. He's never been somebody that I was interested in. And I know I had a lot of friends who were like watching that movie and really into him. Me, not so much. The peeps are now saying that if I were sitting there, who am I kidding, Rick? Who are you kidding? If you were sitting there with Jen and she had Coach Spurrier or Shane Beamer, you wouldn't even be an afterthought in that. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> hey, Rick, will you go get us some more drinks? Rick? Hey, Rick, can you rub my feet? Yeah, hey, Rick. Yeah, bring the slippers, please. I I, I need a pillow for my back. <laughs> Baby, you need some water, too. It's just bourbon. Can you please give me a glass of water? <laughs> uh all right, so there you go. See, that's I knew I did. You and I had not pre, we did not have any kind of a warm up conversation about this. I just hit it with you cold, and I knew you'd come through looking at this thing exactly how I do. No, I don't think we ever prep for the show. Is no, that bad no. to admit? No. <laughs> the only time, well, we we prep for our game picks. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's about it. That's about all we do. That's about all we do. Like prep. in terms of the other content now. No, we just go because that's what we've always had. Because people always ask, when did we meet? How did this thing start? And it started what? We were um, first run of the show. This was 2001 to 2010. I'm not sure of the year. It was early on. And you were listening to the show, right? And you were also yes. and you were also in a band. And we were over, what was the name of the place? It was in Blacksburg, correct? It was at the Corporate Research Center. I can't remember the name of that. That cafe, but yeah, my band was playing the After Hours series out there, and you were doing a remote out there, and I was a regular listener, and I was so excited. I was like, yes, Yes. I'm going to meet Rick. That's right, because we were an afternoon show then. Mm -hmm. This was the three to six time range, so that's why we were out there later in the day, and you were getting ready to start your gig, and you saw the banner, and you came up, and I think Brian Brubaker was my producer, and you came up and said, hey. Yes, I had my facts with me. Correct. And we were chatting it up, and you were there for our first set, I think, as a band playing. I was, yeah. We, we played some of your band playing, and that's how this whole train got rolling between us right there. Many years ago. I think it was 2001, because I started down here 
2002. So it's either 01 or 02. Yeah, it has to be one of the first two years because that's when we just started the show. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense because we were out there. I think we were out there at the Corporate Research Center a couple of uh, couple times. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. That like, was the beginning of all this. A couple times per month, I mean. We were out there a lot, like almost uh, a dozen times a year. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was it. And then it's just continued and grown since. It will. And then um, one of those times after I had started down here, I was home doing some recruiting stuff because I was in business clothes, and that's when I crawled through your studio window. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, to I come remember. in and say hi. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember that was a. Why uh, I decided to come through the window and not the door, I'm not sure. Well, it was. During, I don't remember how that happened. It was during the summer, and it was hot. And at the time, I remember the station here. We didn't have air conditioning, so we had all the windows open out here. And you had just pulled up, <laughs> and we had the door locked. And you said, uh, "Oh, I'll just come through the window." And sure enough, I look over and see this long leg coming through the window. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe it was a scene from The Graduate or something. Here I am, Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? It worked. <laughs> I'm glad I fit through the window. That's good for me. And you came right in and did a whole, I think we were in there for about an hour, talking college uh, college football and picking our games. Yeah. And picking our, I still our... remember what outfit I had on and everything. Isn't that funny how the brain works? Really? How do you remember mm-hmm. that? I don't remember what I had on yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. I remember the exact thing. I still have that outfit. Really? What was it? It was like a coral-colored silk button-down shirt and a black pantsuit that I love. Wow. And my little black boots that go with that. I don't know how you do that. I have no idea how you do that. Impressive. (laughs) Very impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those things that stuck in my memory, and I remember where I that like in your studio and everything yeah, by the window yeah, over there to the right that window had a lot of activity we actually um <laughs> shortly thereafter a couple of years after that um jimmy valiant was in studio a whole lot and we actually did a promo he was doing an event down in salem and we were doing a a a, a bit here in the studio and we had jimmy valiant and I can't remember who it was he was wrestling. It was awesome. It was one of the best things I've ever experienced on air. And they got into a big, you know, they started getting a little too rowdy with one another. You know what I'm saying, right? I mean, it got loud. And Jimmy, Jimmy picked up and threw a chair at whomever. I can't remember who it was. And it went right through the window. Crash, boom, bang. And I remember, I remember our boss, the late Ron Walton, who is one of the finest human beings I've ever known, who gave me my shot to do this whole thing, um, had walked into the radio station, uh, I don't know, about five minutes after it happened. I guess he pulled up, he saw the debris, he saw the chair and the broken glass out of the, you know, out in the parking lot. I just remember him walking in during a break and going, well, that's going to come out of your salary, Rick. <laughs> he didn't yell at me. He didn't do anything. And uh, I just remember, I think, actually, Jimmy and the other gentleman uh, took care of it. But, yeah, so, yeah, that window's had a lot of activity over the years. It's count- Now it's dormant, and it's I think it's glued shut now, so we can't open it. So Oh, sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's very sad. But there you go. Oh. There's, there's our history for all the peeps who always want to know. 
how I was able to very wonderfully stumble upon Jen the Gamecock Girl. When are you going to hang my picture up at that studio? Well, I see pictures all the time of other stuff in there, and there's no Gamecock. Well, stuff. I mean, you know, you got to respect a uh, a woman's um, you know wishes there. And now you've you've sent me some really good pics lately that I'm using now for our promos. If you go to our Facebook page or on our Twitter, and so I mean, you got to make sure there's one you like, right? I want you to make sure there's a good picture there of you. Yeah, it has to be very Gamecocky, so I'll have to think about that. Yeah, maybe a picture of you or a picture of you and Shane, you and Cocky, they're hanging out together. Maybe you and Sir Big Spur, all right? Spencer, I have that. You Although and Spencer? I've lost weight since that picture, so I'm going to have to have new pics now. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Do they have a fan fest coming up or something? You can do that again? How did you meet Spencer last year? That was a great picture. It was at a special event, so I'll have to see what's coming up on the calendar actually there's some stuff coming up so that might work yeah i think what you need to do is you need to get updated there's no no way that uh coach beamer would uh, say no if you said hey i'd like to get an updated picture now right <laughs> oh he's only being asked by thousands of people for that yeah but he already I, knows you he's got a pre-existing mm-hmm. relationship with you he kind of sort of knows me like he recognizes me and then he's like oh yeah i think i know i th- i mean I, i'm not in the Look, inner circle. Look, you stalked his house for six months. He knows who you are. No. <laughs> I didn't stalk his house. It, it just, he was nearby for a while, but he's not anymore. Okay. All right. Well, I think if you just show up, give him that smile, that Southwestern Virginia gleam where he's also from, he's going to recognize it. He knows you're his people, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, rival high schools. Correct. You guys appreciate that. Absolutely. Rival high schools, the Battle of the Bergs, right? He's going to remember that. All you have to do is say Christiansburg High School, and he's either going to shun you or go, oh, yeah, I remember you now. <laughs> Nobody should shun me for that. Awesomeness. <laughs> the Blue Demons. Blue Demon Pride. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, dear. Well, listen, I know you're ready for the weekend. Glad to see you got your voice back. And uh, I guess you still can't give me results. Everything looking okay? You're very happy with the way recruiting uh, turned out? All the kids' hearts are broken? They're over it and everything? <laughs> um, we were starting to get our initial commits in. It's early, but we got one that I really wanted from New York, which was fun. And um, I think it's going to be a really, really good year. I'm excited. So I anticipate only good things. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You're keeping the band growing down in Gamecock land. All right. A lot of us are doing it, but I'm happy to have a role in it. I'll say that. No, nah, I'm giving you all the credit. I don't know these other people. I know so that's sweet, but that's not fair. It's all you. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but no. You're welcome. I can't, You're welcome. I can't do that. Richly deserved. All right, dear. Listen, enjoy your weekend. I know it's nice that you can finally take a deep breath. I know how hard, seriously, you've been working. You've been traveling everywhere, so I'm glad you get to kind of chill a little bit, and I'm glad you're feeling better. By the way, how's the bionic arm going? Is it going good? A little better every day. Yeah, you lifting. Thank you for asking. You lifting more. You getting you kind of used to it. I mean, are you able to pick up houses yet with that arm? <laughs> not yet. It's it's a slow process, which I'm not good with slow, but I'm I have to be. Right. So I'm just right. I'm paying attention. Meanwhile, my right arm is very strong. The one that was not operating. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah. I get it. I get it. It's going to be kind of one-sided for a while. I understand. I understand. Well, I think by the time you get to summer, you're going to, like you've been predicting, you're just going to get into it and go, okay, so glad I got that done, and now you've moved beyond it. And then you're going to be Yes. Yeah. I'm already totally glad I did it. It was the best thing, and it's been good for me mentally to get a, a fresh start on my health, my workouts, and I feel already way better than I have in a few years, really. 
So that's good. Well, I can kind of hear it in your voice, too. I really can. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Yeah, it was a good move. All right, Jen. Have a great weekend. And even though we're saying oh, so long fun. for now, there will be no getting over you. That's right. This oh. is no, this is now your swan song whenever you leave the program. Okay, darling. Will you enjoy your weekend? All right. You too. Take care. Stay safe. All right. Bye. All right. That's Jen, the Gamecock girl, joining us on the program. Good stuff from her. Glad she's feeling better. She sounds like she's feeling better, which is great. We'll take a break. We'll come back. There's no getting over her. Sing it, Ronnie Millsap. Stay with us here on VDST. Mike Ashley in about 10 minutes. You can walk out on me tonight If you think that it ain't Getting your day started correctly. Pass the road to your house That you never call home Jack Youngblood here, and you're listening to The Big Dog on Sports Talk. No, we're not. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) Jack Youngblood here. You're listening to The Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Final segment of another week underway right now. Thanks to Jen for joining us on the program. Joining us now on the program. Had such a great time seeing him last weekend down at the Big South Conference Tournament, although I wish it would have lasted a little longer. He's the Radford University Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley. Michael, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How about you? A little, little tournament weary. This morning I was trying to look up the Big Ten Tournament, see uh, what I need to know about that, and I, I, I typed in Big South instead. You know, that's where I, I can't even, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Well, let's talk about our Highlanders. I mean, uh, they came within one play, right? They needed one rebound, one more missed shot. They'd have been playing on Championship Sunday. But uh, big win against Winter to start the thing and uh, just a tough, tough battle with Campbell. But uh, 19 wins so far, right, plus eight from last year. Big yeah. improvement from year one to year two. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, a great effort against Winthrop. You know, everybody, some people didn't know, said, well, you know, you're higher seeded than Winthrop. But, you know, those have been around a big South know what Winthrop does at tournament time. So uh, that was a that was a scary, scary matchup. And then, you know, the great, uh, great effort against Campbell. And then the, the Campbells were so hot, you know, a seventh seed that was playing their best basketball at just the right time. And they sort of... Uh, Kind of wore us down there the second half, and uh, but you know it came down to that one play where the ball we make a great defensive stand, and the ball rolls right to a guy for Campbell in the paint who just throws it up in one point three seconds, and then, you know the Highlander season is done. Although maybe not, I hear there are rumblings there might be some postseason Correct. hopes for for Radford, and that would be that would be a good thing considering uh, you know the, I, I think this one the way the season it was particularly hurtful for the Highlanders this year. So uh, be nice if something does work out in that regard, if our people pull it off. Well, let's talk about the tournament you've been at. You went from one tournament to the next, which is why you're all uh, tournament outed, as you said. Uh, you've been at the ACC <laughs> tournament, but great pictures of you and Rick Rogers and watching your beloved Tar Heels last night. Your thoughts is uh, you, you guys were battling. He's a UVA guy. Well, yeah, no, well, no, yeah, and Ralph Berry was there, so we had him two to one, and we had a lot of hope <laughs> too. And of course, you know, I'm rooting for Mike Young all the time. So, uh, yeah, that was that, that uh, two days ago was tough to watch. Uh, there, they just uh, and the, the the tournament's so weird. Uh, the ACC, the way it's, but it's down to the top four seeds, right? I guess yeah, that's the way yeah. it's supposed to be. But you know, when you think about what 
like NC State did to Virginia Tech, and then, you know, what happened to NC State last night. Ooh. As far as Carolina, you know, I, I got to admit, they've kind of exhausted me. I'm, I'm In some ways, there are parts of me that are glad I don't have to watch this team try and play anymore. They are just not as good as the sum of their parts. I don't know exactly what to pin that on. There's some speculation out there about things that have happened within the team, but even before I heard about that, there were things – they just didn't play well as a team, and that's so un-Carolina-like. I was, it's funny because I got all excited the other night with Ralph when we were watching, um, you know, the, the win there the, the, in uh, their first game. And I remember looking at stat; they had 28 field goals and 15 assists. And I said, I told Ralph, I said, "Yeah, I got excited about that." But when's the last time I ever had to worry about that with a Carolina team? You know, it's just, uh, um, you know, they just were not cohesive this year and part of that was not having quality perimeter shooting you know uh but but the, the way they dropped the first team ever to go from number one in the preseason to not even making the ncaa tournament and you know it, it just uh, maybe brady manick was actually bill walton and we just didn't know it i, I yeah I, I don't know they were uh, because they they just were not the same thing. and that's not taking anything away david teal wrote a great piece about this uh game uh, i commend to uh your listeners today and he talked about the effort Carolina gave last night, which was really true, but uh, it was mostly R.J. Davis. I have a couple of my takeaways, and, you know, I'm in a tank for Tony Bennett, too. I he He's doing for state basketball what, what Frank Beamer did for state football. He has raised the whole level. You know, people have to pay attention to what's going on here in the Old, uh, the old Dominion in, in basketball because UVA is always going to be in it. And, and I'm going to say Virginia Tech is going to be joining them uh, up there in the upper echelon, uh, too, because I, I know what a quality coach Mike Young is. Anyway, um, the defensive effort, <laughs> people that have watched a team like Radford for a long time, I remember Radford going against, uh, well, let, let's go back to the first NCAA tournament trip to uh, to Duke, where assistant coach Bill Lilly told me that was the worst matchup uh, a team like Radford could get was a team like Duke, because they just, come out and defend you and play you so hard away from the basket, it's hard to even get into your your offensive set. And then when you compare the talent that a program like Duke has versus the talent that Radford had, although, you know, certainly our guys, great effort to win that championship and everything, it's really, you know, they're, they're, they got they got McDonald's All-Americans and, and you know, we, we got guys that, you know, we're just removed from eating Happy Meals. So uh, <laughs> what happens is you get your offense pushed out the half court. And you know what? UVA was going at the Carolina last night. If you if you go back and see the highlights of Carolina coming down trying to get an offense, R.J. Davis is almost at the half court circle trying to get the offense started because UVA is out defending them so hard and shutting down every lane of opportunity. And it was just a brilliant defensive effort, I thought, by, by UVA. And if R.J. Davis doesn't play out of his mind – Here's another one, though, I need to say, too, because I, having seen probably more Carolina games than any other ACC team this year, I really thought Reese, uh, I, I, no, I, really, I really thought that uh, Leaky Black uh, got short shrift in the, in the discussion for, for Defensive Player of the Year. I do not think that anymore. After, after seeing what Reese Beekman yeah, uh, did yeah. to Caleb Love last night, what was he, Caleb was like 3 of 15, and I saw a stat that, in three games this this year, Caleb against uh, mostly against Reese Beekman against UVA was nine for forty from the field, and in the three games against Carolina, Beekman had eleven steals. And last night, I just thought he was a difference. Once he once they took the possibility that Caleb Caleb Love was going to 
go off like he sometimes does, you took that off the table. Carolina really didn't have a chance, in my uh, my estimation, and particularly without uh, Baycott being full speed. But then again, you know, UVA uh, lost Vanderplas right before this game, and look at the adjustments they made going back to their old style with, uh, you know, Jack Salt just screening and uh, banging people around because they didn't have they, – they, I, I worry about the Cavaliers going forward because I don't think they've got the offensive capability they had with Vanderplas. But man, they looked good playing their old style, just using the, using those screens at the, you know, at the elbow and uh, those shooters coming off. And, and if, if Franklin and Gardner are shooting like that, uh, you know, they they looked really really good. <laughs> Do you think, Mike, that Carolina, I mean, it looks like everybody's saying they are definitely out. You think they'll accept the NIT bid? You think they'll go ahead and go ahead and plow? I would think they would, right? I mean. I, I, look, as somebody who has always enjoyed watching them play, uh, I hope they don't. I don't want to see these guys play anymore, <laughs> uh, which is a terrible thing to say after what they did last year. You know, what, what an incredible, magical run they had last year. And this year, they just—they don't look like they're having any fun at all, and they make the game look so dang hard right now. And I don't mean that as a as a you know as a uh, indictment of uh, Hubert Davis. I just think sometimes some teams just it just stuff happens and it just doesn't work, you know. And right now they're like that. And all I could think about was several years ago, late in Gary Williams' uh, tenure at Maryland, uh, Maryland uh, uh, accepted an NIT bid. And uh, Gary Williams did not want to to be in the NIT. And what happened was Maryland ended up playing. A, I, I distinctly remember this. They remember they, they ended up playing an 11 a.m. game for TV on a Saturday. Oh, wow. 11 a.m. Wow! And you go into the arena, and there, the, you know, it's it's half full, and nobody wants to be there. Nobody wanted to be there, and Maryland got upset by Manhattan. And all right, I'll, I'll share my lead uh, on that one. I, I, <laughs> Please I, do, I, I, because Maryland just, like I said, didn't look like they wanted to be there. Looked disinterested and and pretty much got semi dominated by a Manhattan Jaspers team. No one knew. And I wrote on a morning when it looked like the Terrapins needed a Bloody Mary, all they got was a Manhattan. <laughs> Of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Ashley, the Radford University Hall of Famer, joining us on the program. But how cool is it, Mike? I know you relish it, and you know so much about the history. I mean, the fact that the ACC got this whole postseason tournament conference thing rolling, right? I mean, it's so cool to be able to sit down there in that venue and watch it, isn't it? I mean, it's still. I was talking to David Till about this yesterday. I had never been there as a fan. I had worked three ACC tournaments for different publications right, right. before. And some of those I worked so hard I didn't really enjoy the tournament as much because, you know, you're trying to do stuff uh, between games and get things up on a website. And uh, uh, But, yeah, just I, I was trying to explain to people when, when you're at a tournament, and, and for me the Big South, you, you talked about it a little bit, it was so much fun for me to go see people that I used to roll up my shirt sleeves and work side by side with to try and help the Big South bigger and better. And, uh, and to see, see people in the media that I, I don't get to see very often anymore. And so that was fun. But the other thing, and somebody was like, how do you sit through four games like that during a day? And I was like, well, you know, when, you, when you're sitting right by the court, you can almost feed off the energy of the team. Right. The kids. I mean, it's really, uh, it, it's, it's really wonderful. Now, the problem I had the other night was I was way up in seats up in the upper deck, and it was hard to feed off the energy. Although, 
you know, that, that first game, you know, Wake Forest, uh, you know, I, I was there for Jim Beheim's last game, as it turns out. You know, the buzzer beater Wake Forest took them out, and that, that got us off to a great start at that uh, Wednesday at the tournament. But the thing that struck me, Rick, was um, a half-full arena. You know, it wasn't even a full uh, uh, Wednesday night for, for Carolina in, uh, in the first game and NC State in the second game. I mean, it was almost full, but it was not full. And I remember in high school, the best thing for me, one of my first great experiences when my family got a second car and I was working on the newspaper staff, so I always had an excuse to uh, stay late after school. And so that's like, oh, oh, mom, I got to drive my car to school today. (laughs) Right. And and that ended up being every day, right? Yeah. Right? Sure. Sure. I mean, well, uh, in sophomore year, you know, you just got your driver's license, and I, I had a parking spot that I was inheriting from a, 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 an upperclassman <laughs> who actually bequeathed it to me in a senior will. And it was right <laughs> off the practice uh, PE field at, at the old Andrew Lewis High School there, uh, where, you know, we had PE classes. Well, I had a seventh period um, PE class. And so as soon as, as soon as that class was over, before the, the final bell rings and the, the buses are lining up and everything, I, uh, I, ran, I ran in and changed, didn't even take a shower, and covertly snuck out to my car so I could get home to start watching the ACC tournament on a Thursday as soon as possible. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only person that's got stories like that. You wanted to get home as fast as you could on Thursday and uh-huh. watch that first day. And, you know, I don't know if – I can't remember if the arenas were packed then, but, my gosh, by by the night session they usually were. Uh, and it was such a big deal. And, you know, the way things work now where everything's so dependent on the NCAA tournament, which is okay because I, I think that's a great event, maybe, maybe the best sporting event. Um, uh, it's okay, but we really have diminished what the, the tournament, the conference tournament means. And I guess that's always been more special in our neck of the woods because – you know, Everett Case at NC State, they started all that back in the 50s. We were, the ACC was always way ahead, sail with the pilot, C.D. Chesley, all that. Much, no, of, your, much yeah. of your life, much a part of your life is Belk and Leggett. You know, I, I, we remember all that. That's when the advertising meant something to me now. Now I don't, <laughs> I, I don't pay any attention. But back then, man, you just, you, 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 you hummed the C.D. Chesley theme Absolutely. all day. You know? Yes, you did, man. It was yeah. so good. It was so, so good. Uh, back in the day, but uh, yeah, well, I'm glad. You, I'm sorry about your heels for you. I know uh, you're like me with your. Oh, it's your okay. Teams. It's okay. Like I said, I'm happy to. Hey, look, I, I know I don't, I don't have much time here, but you, you got to let the Salem guys uh, say how much the loss of Joel Hicks hurt me too. Well, I was going to ask. Uh, I didn't get you, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want yeah, you to talk uh, about I, that a little bit. You know, you told that story, Mike. Do you? T- will you mind telling that story again, real quick, about you were covering a game and how touched you yeah. were the Willis White Joel yeah, Hicks story? Yeah. Well, but 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 first, yeah. Here's a kid from Salem, and writing for the Running Times, covering high school football was a dream for me. You know, the fact that I got to do that, and uh, um, and who knew that my favorite place to cover a game would become Pulaski County? But it's by <laughs> far what Joel Hicks. Joel Hicks treated us like kings when we showed up there. Let us just have the run of his office. Uh, well, they were celebrating in the locker room usually, and it just it would bring me a plate of food from their post game buffet or a drink, and you know, just it was wonderful. Anyway, well, one year Salem and a rare year Salem and Pulaski were both down that year, and somehow 
covering that game got dropped to me. I think because Bob Tietelbaum, who everybody remembers, a legendary prep setter oh, there, yeah, yeah. knew that it was a big deal even for me to, even on an off year, for me to cover the game. So I covered a game there in Salem, and, uh, um, you know, you got to run and try and get one interview on the field at least before anybody gets in the locker room so that you won't be too late filing your story. So I'm, I'm talking, I'm trying to catch up to the coaches who met at midfield and then were walking to the to the locker room, which is down on the uh, the, the far side of the, the football field there, closest to the road. And the locker rooms are adjacent to each other, so the two coaches are walking there together. And I'm trying to listen in to what they're saying and trying to get one of them. I, I didn't want to interrupt because suddenly the conversation turned. It was like, I can't remember which coach said it first, but one of them said, you know, I'd like to go into your locker room and talk to your team. And then the other coach said, okay, yeah, I would, lo- I would love that too. And the guys, those two coaches switched locker rooms. And I would have loved to have been in the locker room to see what it was like for the Pulaski kids sitting there. Willis White walks into their locker room, and the Salem kids, Joel Hicks, walks into their locker room. And it was just a, uh, an outpouring of the respect those two men had for each other and what they had done at those respective schools. And it was just, I'm getting emotional talking about it now. It was one of the greatest moments I've ever been a part of there. I didn't care if my story was late then. Right. It was just, I had that to write about. And, uh, and talk to the coaches about afterwards, and just uh, just such a great moment, and speaks to the character of those two men, and that's that's when you start realizing, yeah, there are great coaches and stuff like that, but it's about so much more than the X's and O's, and even the Joes. It's about it's about these men who go out of their way to teach these kids life lessons and to uh, to, to 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 carve a path, help them find their way, and and be not just great athletes, but solid citizens. And, uh, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing, it was Norman Rockwell, yeah, all right yeah. there. You know, so, yeah, that was that was such a great moment. And, again, Joel Hicks was so good to me. I don't know if I, I – I'm sure I told him I was from Salem. And, uh, you know, and I had – actually, I don't know if Pulaski fans realize this, I really thought uh, the low point of football in Salem at Andrew Lewis, which was a powerhouse in the, in the 60s and 70s under Eddie Joyce, and then when it converted to Salem High School, a lot because the Roanoke County Board of Supervisors wouldn't let Salem hire the coach they wanted to hire, which uh, you know was actually to bring Eddie Joyce back. But anyway, um, they started their own school board and <laughs> their own school system. And the low point came and against the game against Pulaski. I think it was like 1981-82. Gary Clark was still playing. I think mm-hmm. he had four touchdowns there in the old municipal field. And I don't remember the score. I'm trying to black it out. It was 50-something, <laughs> maybe nothing. And it was really the low point of, of football. And, you know, you say, oh, that, was, that sounds terrible. But you know what? That was the game that made everybody realize that if Salem wanted to compete uh, uh, again like Andrew Lewis used to, things had to change seriously. So, you know, in some ways, Salem and, and eight football championships later owes – you know, Joel Hicks, a thank you, too, for beating the hell out of that night. You know, and not, not running it up. They were just that much better. Right. I mean, like I right. said, I just remember Gary Clark running free for touchdowns all night. And uh, <laughs> something had to change, and it did. And Salem stole Willis White away from, uh, you know, the city schools, brought him, brought him to, uh, to Salem. And, uh, you know, 
that, that's that's what started Salem's yeah. football success. So, the rest is history. There you go. There you go. That's a great story, man. Yeah, you and I found out. I looked over at you. I got. I started getting text messages from former teammates that coach was gone right 15 minutes before we started pregame last Saturday. It was just like, oh my goodness, really? This is happening now. Yeah, and just looking at looking at your face, how how emotional <laughs> you were at that time. I knew something bad had happened, and you, you told me. And uh, you know, at, at that time, I know probably like like you, we really didn't have a chance to process it because no. right before tip off. No. No. You know, and we got we got jobs to do and stuff, and you know, I I think Coach Hicks would have been proud of you the way you soldiered through that broadcast. But I know, uh, you know, you and Neil Leahy there beside me, it, it was uh, extra special for me to to share a, a bad moment, but you know, to to feel strength in numbers at well, least. Well, that's right. You know, everybody asked me what was the highlight, and I mean this sincerely. Being able to sit on press row for you is always my highlight. So I appreciate it. it was great. It was great having you there. So. And that's even though I take up all that space. But, you know, uh, <laughs> all right, well, all we'll, right. we'll do it again soon, I hope, my friend. And I, I'm going to be down in Rafford a lot in April, so we'll have some chances to get together, I all hope, right. and uh, see Beautiful. everybody down there. And uh, uh, thanks for letting me share that about Joel Hicks. That was important to me, and I hope that means a lot to your listeners because he meant he meant a lot to me even you though know, I'm you know not a native of Ewer Valley. I came to love football up there as much as I did in Roanoke. And, uh, it's hard to describe to people now how special it was back then, isn't it? It was, yeah, absolutely. No, it will. It will resonate very much so, my friend. Take care of yourself. Have a great weekend, Mike. All right. Goober says, hey, All thanks right. a lot. All right. Hey to Goober. Bye-bye. There you go. Our final break. Great stuff from Mike. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up for another week after this. They're talking Highlanders. They're talking Hokies. What the heck are you even talking about? If it's local sports you seek, look no further. You found it. Don't you know More BDST next on the WRAD Talk Network. All right, great stuff today. Thanks to Jen and Mike Ashley. Thank you for listening, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. The brackets will be out. We'll have those covered in depth. We'll find out about the NIT, the CBI, and all sorts of great things. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.